Hey guys, it's Jazzy. So this is part two of part one of, I was basically kind of telling you guys kind of about me. Um, I left you guys on my last episode for those who want to catch up. Um, please go into my profile and you'll find the previous one called Crazy on You. Um, anyways guys, I was just, um... I was going to record this yesterday, but things are hectic right now. Um, there's so much anxiety, it's ridiculous. Um, so, be looking for that. That's probably going to be tomorrow or the next day, but I will be doing an episode on the anxiety slash panic attack. <sighs> Living life. And then look for the following within the following next couple of weeks on my homeschool episode. Um, so yeah. Anyways, hi guys. Hopefully all is well with you. It is Tuesday and it's uh, 39 degrees outside and for some reason it just feels a little bit nipplier out there with the uh, noise. Uh, with the noise. <laughs> Um, with the chill. Um, if you do hear a ticking, I have a loud, noxious freaking clock. Um, I found a clock in the in in my room. And I was like, oh, I'll put it up because, um, sometimes it's just better to have a clock so you don't have to use your phone all the time, you know, when you need the time. And, um, yeah, now I just hear this tick, tick, tick. And it's just so, so annoying. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just wanted to, um, kind of update you guys on the following story that I had, um, the previous, I have to say, previous to kind of keep you up to date, um, the Crazy on You episode where I left you guys pretty much telling you my childhood and how things were kind of rough for me and how I was a loner and all my anxiety and my anger and all that good stuff, right? And then I got to high school and it got worse for me. And then I ended up starting experimenting with pills and alcohol and cutting myself. And so now we're going to jump forward. Um, yes, I realize that I seem to sound a bit crazy, but like I said, I really want to share this with you guys because I think that it's essential and it's important for you guys to just know who I am. I mean, hello, why else would I be putting these podcasts up? Um, that was the whole purpose of this was so that, uh, you guys could get to know me. And so now I feel like I need to be more personal with you guys. So I really am trying to bring you guys content and it's just been chaos so I apologize so without furthermore uh let's just jump up in time to my adulthood um as you heard in the beginning of my um uh I almost said video guys sorry I don't know why I really, maybe I need to be doing these on a video platform instead of just by voice, <laughs> but, um, 
Only because of the small fact that I keep calling them videos. And you guys can't see me. And I'm not recording like that. So I don't know. <laughs> but anyway. The simple fact is, is yeah. Uh, basically, um, as I was saying, it's the beginning song that was being played, Alone, by Heart. Now, if you guys recall the last episode, Crazy On You, where I actually interpreted um, Heart's song, Crazy On You, in there, um, was because Heart has a lot to do with a lot of things, <laughs> like weird things of my mental illness that come and play. And yeah, so um, like Crazy On You just kind of makes me feel like a certain part in my life when I first met my, um, my second husband, and then, um, and then it just has impacted me a lot, so there's, like, lots of memories that go with it, but alone specifically, <laughs> let me take you guys back to a time when I was, um, I would have been 22, either 21 or 22, I don't know, I don't recall which one, but I believe I was 21, at the time, I had to have been, because at the time I had been dating someone who was 20. So yeah, I was 21 at the time. And uh, we will call him, let's see, let's call him Bob. Um, so me and Bob had um, kind of got together in a weird way. MySpace. <laughs> Y'all remember MySpace when MySpace first came out? Not like... Not like now, but like when MySpace, you could like um, put pictures, jiffies, I guess is what you call them now, and all sorts of, and music, all over your profile and stuff, and then you could put about me and, you know, all that fun stuff. So like, I'm talking about like when MySpace first came out, um, and it was a big thing. Well, one day I was on um, MySpace, and um, I noticed... I had a message from Bob, that's what we're calling him, and, uh, Bob reached out to me and was like, hey, I like your profile, which is just really weird, because back then I was, like, very, very emo, and I mean completely emo, like, black hair, black nail polish, I cut my wrist, listened to sad, depressing emo music, <laughs> like, I really loved Hollywood and Dead back then, um, and it just so happens to be that the Black Dahlia song was on my profile for a long time, because I didn't know how to actually put the, um, actual, all the songs that I wanted on there, so I think I just had Black Dahlia on there for a long time, and I loved Hollywood and Dead at the time, because this was around the time they first came out, and, um, yeah, so, I was, uh, like, oh, cool, yeah, whatever, like, at that time, I was, like, kind of only, and I'm not even kidding, like, dated two men my whole entire life, um, when I was 19, that's when I lost my virginity, so, when I was with that guy, up until I was, yeah, about until I was, I was in my early 20s, but I was with him, and I want to say it was like 20 when we had, um, broke up, so like 19 to 20, it wasn't very long, it seemed like a long time, but it wasn't, and then the next guy, 
which would have been my first boyfriend, was actually, like, between two... I think I was with him until I had met my second boyfriend, to be quite honest. Um, I met him in my senior year of high school. He was my neighbor, actually. Um, I should, I should actually do a whole entire, um, episode on that, because it's actually a funny story between all that, but, uh, anyway, so, going back to Bob in MySpace, I was like, whatever, cool, I don't give a crap if you like my profile or not kind of thing. Like I said, I never really was interested in boys. No, I'm not a lesbian before anybody thinks that. Um, I just wasn't very interested in men. Um, never, never had any interest. Um, just kind of like to be alone. But at the same time, there's always that, was that yearning of, it, it might be nice if I had a boyfriend because then I could, you know, go to the movies with someone. I could go take walks with someone. And... That I could, uh, do a lot of things, but, um, you know, it, like, for, for me, sex was not a prerogative. Dating was not a prerogative for me. Things like that. I just wanted the physical, like, the hugging and the kisses and the cuddling and let's watch a movie or let's go hiking. Um, that, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I was yearning for. Um... I feel like, excuse me, I feel like when I was really little, I didn't really get a lot of love that I was looking for, um, or needed, and, um, to this day, I mean, honestly, I could be around a crowd of people, I'm talking thousands of people, could be like, I love you, Jasmine, I love you so much, and the world, you know, say everything and anything they could, that was the nicest thing ever, and I'm still not gonna be happy or satisfied and feel loved, um, and that's uh, where I was at that time. And this is how I've been always since I was God as far back as I can remember. But, um, yeah, so basically, with that being said, which, you know, is miserable, I was like, okay, yeah, cool, whatever. But at the same time, I was like, oh no, someone's giving me attention. And I really, like, like the attention right now because... I've never received this kind of much attention before. Like, I, I'll i interact with you. So I was like, anyway, and he goes, oh, I noticed that, um, he goes, oh, do you live in town? And, you know, where I was living at the time, in Colorado. He goes, are you from Colorado? And I was like, yeah, I am. And I told him what town I was in. He goes, oh, yeah, me too. How cool. And he goes, uh, we should get together sometime and hang out. Um, do you like to go four-wheeling and do you like camping and just being outdoors, and I said, yeah, I do, but, um, right now, I just, I don't, I don't drive, um, at the time, I was working at Starbucks, and I just started working there, uh, probably, like, maybe, literally a week before I met him, and I was like, okay, yeah, I do, but, like I said, I, I don't have a car, and I just barely, and I don't really have the income, and I just barely started, a job, and he's like, oh, no, it's not a problem, um, how about Saturday, let's get together, and I was like, okay, uh, at the time, he was, um, going to school for mechanics, and I had just dropped out of college for medical assisting due to my mental health, and I was working at Starbucks, 
So I was like, okay, sure, why not? And he's like, well, um, I get out of school at weird hours. I go to the night classes, so I'm out of school at weird hours, but maybe like eight o'clock, if that's cool, we could get together. And I was like, oh yeah, that's fine. It's like eight o'clock is late, right? But, um, I basically was like, sure, why not? Let's hang out. So we hung out and literally, I don't know, but it was very awkward for me at first because we're both adults and he, I lived with my family at the time and he lived with his family at the time. But I want to say that he had just got out of a relationship not long before he met me. And he had a very conservative Christian family. And um, that was not me. Uh, I was wearing short dresses, emo dresses. I was wearing all black. And, you know, I totally was like, oh, God, this is not happening. At the time, I was questioning my faith if I had believed in God or not. And... Um, I was just very, like, sad and, like, hateful during these times. And I'll never forget that, um, we were in his room. We snuck into the house, into his room. And all of a sudden, his mom goes, Bob, is that you? And he goes, oh, crap, that's my mom, and I didn't want her to meet you. But you're going to have to meet her now because I'm not supposed to have girls in the house. And he was, like, 20, so I thought it was hilarious, right? And I was like, oh, okay. And, um, anyways, I go out there and I meet Bob's mom. And she goes, hi, you know, da da da. And I was like, yada, yada, yada. And she's like, well, so what do you do? And I said, well, at the time I lied to her and told her that I was still going to college. I was like, oh, I'm going to college to be a medical assistant and I work at Starbucks. And she goes, oh, well, Bob's uh, going to school for a mechanic. Maybe he could work on your car in return. You can uh, give him some coffee for free. Maybe uh, if he, you know, needs some first aid and starts joking and laughing. And I was like, yeah, maybe. And he goes, well, have a good time, you guys. Whatever you guys are up to. So we went in, went to his bedroom, and we were so quiet because at the time, his parents' bedroom was above his bedroom. And um, we were, so we literally... We're, like, in this room watching South Park. Yeah, I know. And this was, like, when South Park first became, like, pretty big. Like, I remember I, when I was a younger kid, it was coming out. But this was, like, when it was, like, really big and everybody was, like, South Park this, South Park that. And being from Colorado, you know, everyone was like, oh, yeah, I love fucking love South Park, man. Ripping the Colorado thing. And I was like, whatever. But anyway, so we were watching South Park. Next thing I know... We're on the bed. And I'm trying not to fall asleep because I'm exhausted. Because at this point it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. And back then I had no life. So I went to bed early. And I slept a lot. Like through the day and stuff. So basically uh, we were in the bed and we start messing around and making out. And that was it. And I just was like, no, stop. I don't feel comfortable with this at all. And he's like, oh, it's fine. We can... We can, I don't, you know, I don't really like to sleep with people on the first, the first day. And I was like, this is not a date. That's what I was thinking in my head. And I never mentioned anything about sleeping with you. So like I said, I wasn't interested in that stuff back then. And he go, and we, I would just kind of giggled and laughed. And he took me home, hadn't heard from him through the week. And I was like 
kind of like, oh, cool. He just, uh, he didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't good enough. Yet again, I, I'm not good enough for someone. And that's what I thought in my head, right? Which, of course, I was good enough for somebody. I knew that I was good enough. And I wanted to be good enough. But that's not, back then, that's not how I felt. Anyway, uh, we ended up dating a little bit after that. We, it started off with, like, casual, like, We'd go four-wheeling. We'd go camping with his friends. Um, we went to parties together. Um, yeah, it was. we were having fun. I was having fun. It's probably the funnest times I had in my life for around this time. And um, because I just didn't have the experience to do anything. Because I never had anybody to hang out with and do stuff like this. So, anyway... As uh, as time goes on, where um, as we get closer and closer, I remember this man. I told him I wanted to marry him, and he said that I loved him and I want to marry you. And he goes, "Oh, I want to marry you too." And I said, "If you really want to marry me, then you need to you need to put a ring on my finger." Yeah, um, I I'm at the age now that I think it's time for me to settle down. And I was like. 22 at this point but um and he we you know looking back on that i laugh because 22 is so young and uh, 22 you're enjoying your life you're still partying you're most of the time you're in college you know you're just getting your foot into um your life you know what i'm saying you're you're having fun so, but i wanted to most definitely get married and have children out of nowhere and he's like, yeah, we can get married, but you're going to have to wait until I, get, I graduate from school. Um, one day, he had given me a ring, and it was just a plain little simple um, silver band. And in inside of it, it was etched, Jasmine and Bob forever. And then it says, I love you to the moon and back. And it had the year in it. Well... I, and I thought it was the cutest thing. I was like, oh, he's so cute. I love this. And it was supposed to be a promise ring. Um, and believe it or not, like, everyone was rooting for us. They were like, oh, they're going to be together forever. They're going to get married. They're going to have lots of babies together. Um, although, at the time, we were laughing because we were like, no, we don't want to have children. Like, that's not going to be us if we, when we get married. We won't have children. So, um, yeah, so he gave me a promise ring and basically told everybody that he was engaged. And that's what I told people, and that I was engaged. Um, yeah. But all good things come to an end, right? At least in my life they do. So, um, I, here I am. Like, we're having the best times of our life. He's taking me... He's taken me all over. We've done all sorts of fun things. Lots of camping trips. Lots of partying. And the partying becomes a problem. One night, he, um, we had absinthe. And if you're not aware, absinthe is just a very high proof alcohol. And a lot of people want to say that you hallucinate off of it. But really, you're just super fucking drunk because it's such a high proof of alcohol. And a lot of people actually OD off of it, and it's like legal in some illegal in some places, right? Well, oh gosh, yeah. Um, 
it was it was crazy. But anyway, we had some absence. And I remember at the time, he was showing me all these music videos. And I remember him showing me Skillet. And I was like, who the hell is Skillet? And what kind of name is Skillet? And he goes, I think that you really like them because you like Three Days Grace. Because at the time, I loved Three Days Grace. And I loved Hollywood Undead. And he goes, I really just think because you like Three Days Grace that you'll like these guys. And I was like, oh, okay. So I think it was the song of Monster was playing and I go, Oh wow. Yeah, and then we had this debate that it sounded just like Three Days Grace's song, um, Animal. And he goes, No, no, no. And and it really does. If you guys listen to it, Monster, Skillet, Animal, Three Days Grace, listen to it and you'll hear the similarities. And I was like, Well Three Days Grace had this first and it sounds just like them and they copied it. Anyways, we were having fun and next thing I know um, he was getting way too drunk and intoxicated, and he started saying some really, really mean things to me. And, um, this was, like, never before had he ever, ever acted like this with me. And he said some really mean things, and I remember at the time, because he, at this time, he was living with roommates, and his roommates were all drunk, and they were all partying up in the house. They're having, like, this big old house party, right? And, um... I just remember him throwing me to the bed and he choked, it's just choking me. He called me a bitch and a slut. And I didn't know where it was coming from. And I was like, whoa, what is this? I mean, like, I was absolutely madly in love with this man and I was having the best time of my life. I'm like, where did this come from? Why, where's this anger? I've never seen this anger before. I've never seen you this drunk. I mean, yeah, the drinking was getting out of control and stuff, but he held me down and he started choking me. And I legitly um, punched him in the face real hard. And I just whacked him real hard and knocked him out, actually. And uh, I got up I, and I was looking for my shoes and stuff. It's the middle of the winter, man, mind you. And there's literally a fucking blizzard outside. It's like below fucking zero. I am literally on the other side of fucking town where I live. And everyone's drunk, so no one can give me a ride home. I don't have a car because I don't drive, and I'm too drunk. I don't have money to call a taxi. Nothing. I was pissed. So I got up, and at the time I was wearing a dress and um, these, like, uh, not high heels, but, like, dress shoes. And I just had my coat. I picked it up, and I told them, and I said, if Bob... I said, I had to fucking hit Bob. He's in the bedroom, knocked out. (laughs) Everyone starts laughing because they're drunk and they think I'm joking. And I said, and I'm leaving. So if he wakes up in the morning or any of you fucking remember this, let me know. I mean, let him know that I'm out, that I left and he pissed me off. He put his hands on me and I'm not going to deal with it. Everyone's like, ha ha ha, because they're all drunk and just completely out of their mind. Well, the following day. He contacted me. He had blacked out. He doesn't remember it because of the abstinence. And he told me, oh, okay, I'm going to just quit drinking. I need to slow down my drinking. I'm sorry. I did not know I did that. I apologize. I love you. And like an idiot, I was like, oh, okay, I love you too. And I just don't let it happen again. And, you know, when I saw him, he had a big-ass shiner. And he goes, and by the way, thank you for the black eye. And I said, well, you were choking me and I had to defend myself. And he goes, yes, I understand, but you know, you didn't have to go that far. And I said, I didn't know if you were going to choke me to death. So I kind of had to do that. Well, anyway, 
uh, Hart was coming to town. We had this thing called Rock Jam, and Rock Jam is where for three days, for the weekend, basically, for three days, um, rock groups come in. And, um, it can be anywhere from, like, Three Days of Grace, Heart, Chicago, the Sticks. There was all sorts of people that were coming and going. And, um, that specific year, it was 2007 or 8, I don't remember which one, but Heart was coming. And I was so excited. Um, I can't remember who else was supposed to be there, but the highlight of the whole thing was that Heart was going to be there. And I wanted to go so bad. Um, at the time, my gay best friend was like, oh, I have front row uh, tickets. Let's go. And you can, you know, we can meet them. And I was like, because it was VIP. And I was like, as much as I would love to meet Annie, I just, I, my, uh, at the time, Bob had bought me a ticket. And was like, let's go to, let's go to Rock Jam together. And we did. And, um... I remember that through the day I had been drinking and at the time and these um festivals were happening during the summer and it was out in the middle of the desert area and the farm desert I should say and it's fucking bloody hot. It's like it can get up to like a hundred and seven outside at at this time of year. And it was like mid August and it was hot. I remember just wearing um shorts they sh there was pajamas it was a t-shirt shorts and it had long socks that went up to your knees knee highs and that's what i was wearing it was for heart and um i remember being just just wasted just so wasted i don't really remember much of the first part of the festival because at the time i knew somebody that was working there and she had known me when i was younger so she would always give me, like, free drinks and stuff. Well, basically, Heart comes on. I'm ecstatic. I love Heart. Just dancing around with my, uh, with Bob's best friend. We'll call him Joe. Um, get it? Joe Bob. Anyway, so me and Joe are just dancing around and having a blast and I was like yes I love this this is the best because that's the whole reason I was there for that festival was for that um my uh Bob and his friends wanted to be there for the rest of it I can't remember who the other headliner was but that's who they were there for I was there for heart it was like the highlight like oh yes heart uh alone comes on and I'm just dancing with uh Joe and we're like just totally like into it, feeling it, having fun. Um, about 30 minutes later, um, cause this was towards the end of the show, they're done. We get in the car. I don't know why anybody was letting anybody drive because everybody was drunk. Now at the time, these were, it was a place that you could camp. Of course you had to pay for the campsite and you know, if you had a tent, it would be better, but we should have stayed. We should have stayed. I should have called someone to come pick me up from there. I didn't, but we were all drunk. We got in the car and, um, me and, um, me and Joe were in the back seat. We were just messing around, like, uh, going, oh, ha, ha, I remember that one time, blah, blah, yada, yada, yada. And we were just like, 
he was kind of like, let me just put it this way. He was like our third will. Like, he was the guy that didn't have a girlfriend. He never dated. And I always felt like he was my second boyfriend. Um, I literally felt like it was like a two-for-one deal. Like, you, if you're going to date me, you have to date my friend. And that's pretty much what was happening because he literally did everything with us. Uh, even he would, there were nights he would get drunk and we'd all sleep in the same bed together. I mean, literally, it was like a, a, a threesome going on here. I, I don't know what you guys call that when you are in relationship with three people. There's three of you, um, a thruple or something. I don't know. I can't keep up with the times. But anyway, um, thruple. That's how you say it, not thruple. But, uh, anyway... So we were just messing around, and unfortunately, we had an open relationship where um, he was okay if me and the friend were fooling around. So at some point, I remember we were making out, and that was it. That's as far as we've ever we ever got. But he was he was allowed to come in and have that relationship with me, which when I look back on it, it was awful. But um. Next thing I know, he grabs my arm, twists it behind me, and I was like, okay, he's getting really kinky, and I don't feel comfortable with this. I don't remember what happened, but he was like, where the fuck is my wallet, bitch? And which wouldn't have been in his pocket the whole entire time. I was like, it's in your pocket, Joe. Ha ha ha. And he kept hitting me, getting me harder and harder, like pulling my arm up. You know, like when the cops are arresting you, that's the kind of um, stance that he had me in with my arms. And I was like, it's in your pocket. And he's like, ah. He slaps me across the face. And at the time, he's trying to, at this point, have sex with me by basically raping me. He's ripping my clothes off and he's getting really frisky and inappropriate with me. And at the time... Bob over here, on the other hand, is driving his car and he's not paying attention to what's going on. And he da da da. Um, and meanwhile, the whole entire time, his friend is in the back seat molesting me. Um, and yeah, I mean, molested me, took my clothes off, and molested me. Um, uh, I remember that at some point I just kicked him real hard, and next thing I knew. I remember the car just stopping and we were at Bob's house and, um, I just remember like crying, like trying to put my clothes on and I was like embarrassed. I was scared. I was frightened. I was angry. I mean, there was so many emotions going on me. I was confused. I didn't understand why my boyfriend let this happen, why he didn't care. Um, I mean, it was bad. I, I didn't understand it. Um, at the point, at this point, I pulled out my pocket knife and I told him, if you come any fucking closer to me, I swear to God, I will stab you. He didn't listen to me. So I ended up stabbing him in the leg with a pocket knife. And it was just a little bit of a puncture, but it was enough that he was like, oh, you fucking crazy bitch. And he's just slapped me hard across the face and I fell to the ground and they walked off. I gathered my clothes to put on and at this time I literally just have my socks on. I don't know where my shoes are. I don't know where my all I have is my purse and I have this pocket knife and stuff and I'm crying 
and crying. I'm trying to get a hold of somebody, my mother, my father, anybody to answer the phone to me. No one's answering. I can't get a hold of any of my friends. I'm crying. I'm walking down the road. Um, and I cut myself. I just slit my wrist and I, I had it. I was like, fuck this. I'm sad. I felt really bad that I stabbed someone, though it wasn't my own self-defense because I was being molested, that I, um, stabbed him. But I felt bad and I slit my wrist because I was really sad. And next thing I know, I'm calling the cops and I told them I just stabbed someone and I slit my wrist. I'm really sad and I need help and I need it now. Fucking just come help me. Um, they could have arrested me and most likely they should. They should have arrested me just for the fact that I did use a weapon on somebody, but he did tell me it was self-defense, and that's the only reason- that was the loophole I got out of it. And he said, I'm not going to put you in a jail for that, but I am going to take you to the hospital to get detoxed, and that's where we're going to start. So I went to the hospital, I ended up passing out for a few hours, next thing I know it was daylight, uh, that cop came back to get me. And I had um, gone to a local mental institution, and that's where he dropped me off. And I remember I was just devastated. I was sad, and I was hurt. My my arms just were hurt from where I slit them. I was hungover, and it was it was terrible. I was I was upset, but all I wanted to do was call Bob up and make sure that. Joe was okay, even though Joe molested me and he was in the wrong and he was fucked up. I wanted to call and make sure he was okay because I didn't know how bad I stabbed him. I don't know if he even remember, but he didn't. No one remembered it. They were so drunk. And I called him and he goes, "Well, I'll come visit you," because I was in a seventy-two hour hold. And I remember he told me he was come see me, and he never came and saw me that day. It wasn't until, like, the following day he saw me, he decided to go... Oh, it was a meatloaf. Meatloaf was, uh, the headliner first that, that Sunday. And he wanted to go see Meatloaf at Rock Jam. I think that's who it was. Someone like that. But anyway, uh, I was sad. I was, I couldn't sleep. They, they gave me so much medication and stuff that I numbed out the next day. Um, Bob came and he's like, I was hugging him and I was crying and I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to do that to Bob. I mean to Joe and I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to. And he goes, I, I understand what you had to do. And I apologize again. Um, and he goes, that'll never happen again. We were drunk and now it's really, really time that all of us just quit drinking. I said, yeah, yeah, we do. We need to all just quit drinking. And, um, I got out after 72 hours. He came and picked me up. He picked me up. He took me home. And uh, we had not spoke after. We, uh, wasn't a breakup of I'm leaving. It was he took me home. He's like, I'm, I want you to rest a little bit. I want you to take some time to feel better. And then tomorrow, um, let's go out to have lunch and let's just, you know, go from there. And that was it. 
We never went to lunch. Never spoke to him again. I hate it. But, excuse me, I have the hiccups. Um, of course, later down, later down the line, I'm going to run across him again. But, um, yeah, it was, it was bad. So, yeah, um, I just want to share these stories with you guys to be on a more personal level so you guys can get to know me. So, I'm going to start sharing these stories. I'm sorry, I have the hiccups. Um, I'm going to, I just want to share these personal stories with you guys. Um, so you guys can kind of understand where I'm coming from and who I am and kind of, you know, in hopes that I can inspire someone out there to make, you know, that you're not alone, you know, that there is help and that if you do need it, it's there. Don't be afraid to ask for it. Mental health can be a very serious thing. Um, Unfortunately, I didn't understand my mental health because growing up in the 90s, it wasn't talked about and it wasn't taken seriously. So, unfortunately, I had to grow up thinking that everything that I was doing and feeling was normal. Like the cutting on myself, the drinking. The drinking was a substitute for my emptiness. Um, taking pills was a substitute for my emptiness, you know. Um, so, I'm going to just continue sharing things with you guys and my stories may seem a little backwards i mean this was part two to that but tomorrow or the next day whatever day i choose i will have another story and i'm just going to keep doing this um for a couple weeks uh for you guys you know like i said to get so you guys can get to know me because on a more personal level and stuff because i think that's kind of the point of just letting yourself go you know and i just want to give wisdom and I want to give hope and I want to tell my stories for you guys who may be suffering and going through a lot that this may be something that inspires you to be like oh my gosh I'm not alone you know and and to reach out absolutely to freaking reach out and I want to encourage that if you are feeling suicidal to please reach out to help go see a therapist go reach out to a friend reach out even if you have to do what i did reach out to a police officer or you know call the national suicide prevention lifeline which is 1-800-273-8255 there is help available there and you can speak with someone today um like i said it's 1-800-273-8255. Not only can you call them, but you can also go to the website and actually chat with them if that's what you need to do. And I encourage you guys, I encourage you to do it. Also, I would encourage you guys to hit up NIAMI. I don't know how you really actually say that, but the National Alliance on Mental Illness um, basically, if you or someone you know needs help, contact the hotline. Um, I know that they're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. And I know that you can call them at 1-800-950-6264. And you can also reach out to the local National Alliance of Mental Illness. There are local resources 
if you're here in the States. Um, so I encourage you guys to use those numbers if, you know, if anything. And, um, yeah, just remember things do get better. It may not feel like they get better. And unfortunately, sometimes we go through bad situations that we call bad luck. And yeah, you know, that's that. And there's nothing we can really do about it. And so with that being said, I hope you guys stay healthy. I hope you guys are having the best times of your life. <laughs> and it's hard during this stupid pandemic, I understand, because that's making me go fucking nuts. But I hope we're staying healthy, and I hope we're staying fun, having fun, and we're staying active. Um, that's all for now, guys. I love you all. I'm glad. I'm so glad. I'm so thankful for your love and your support for those who did reach out to me and continuously reach out to me to check up on me. Um, and yeah, so I love you all. And now with further notice, I leave you with the one and only heart. Still on